got one fog up. Behind me, behind me, behind me with an SMG. Back up. Yo, statue, statue, statue. Nate shot is there! Nate shot is there! I'm gonna throw up. I'm lightheaded. Kenny coming through with what might be the play of the game. Jay holding a different angle. You just witnessed one of the best hardpoint maps in all of duty competitive history. Let's go! Alright, or were you just spiking on the other fucker? Just so, yeah, just so I can know yeah. where the start is. So, uh, how's my chat? Oh, pretty good, thanks. You? I'm doing pretty good. This is, uh, episode five, right? Episode, yes. Yeah, I think it's episode Ep five. Legit episode five. Yeah, that's awesome. Not episode four and a half. We almost have, a, we almost have a week worth of podcasts. Like, to have one for every day? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. It's crazy, dude. We do this weekly, man. We do it weekly, yeah. yeah. But, like, it's crazy they're already at five. So, a lovely Sunday afternoon. Well, it's Monday now, because it's a long weekend. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah, I forgot what day. Yeah. Oh, you forgot what day was. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's a lovely Monday afternoon. Yeah, lovely, um, lovely Monday afternoon, Labor Day. You can tell it's been a long weekend, because I think it's Sunday. Yeah. Fuck. Well, it's like it's like special Sunday, you know. Yeah, second Sunday. Second Sunday. Sunday point five. So, what have you been up to this past week? Uh just been playing games, bro. Just been playing games. Yeah, you playing a little bit of uh, Division Two. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been grinding out Destiny, trying to. That's why I've been playing Division Two. Yeah. So you're so... playing D two. I'm playing Div two. Yeah. Well. I mean, I would love to play COD, and I mean, like, I had a great time with the Alpha, and I'm definitely looking forward to the beta that's coming out in 10 days. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, a part of me doesn't want to, like, overkill over no. overkill it, and also don't re-expose myself to Black Ops 4, because, like, despite what my montage video that I'm making looks like, there was a lot of hiccups there where I was making moves that... Would have probably worked okay in Block Ops 4, but not in Modern mm, Warfare. Gotcha. Like jumping and stuff, so I want yep. to get out of that habit. Yeah. And I mean, right you now. You get out of that habit when we grind the game at the beginning. Yeah, and I really just wanted to like take this opportunity to grind out some other games. No, sorry to you, bro. I'm not fucking talking shit. I'm just saying. Well, well probably the only reason I'm playing Division 2 yeah. is because you're playing Destiny 2. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things haven't been too, too much fun with that one either, so. What Destiny? Yeah, well, Destiny Crucible. I've oh, geez. I've talked about it over yeah. and over again. Destiny Crucible is like a circus. It's yeah. just a giant freak show. Yeah, it pissed me off. But uh, when you at least play with others, it does help because you can at least coordinate kills, mm -hmm. which you kind of have to rely if you do, if you are dropping in random, you need some bit of coordination because it's just wild. Or you just like people have to have like some understanding. Of what to do. Well, no, I agree with you there. Because, like, I've gone from, like, a 3 to a 7 out of 10 in terms of player on Destiny Crucible. Mm -hmm. Just from watching videos. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this guy who's part of 100 Thieves named uh, Giggs. Okay. Or Sigs. I think it's C-I-G-Z. And he plays pretty much exclusively Crucible. And he's a warlock class. I use warlock class. Mm -hmm. And he dominates. And you go, okay, well, why is he dominating? And he's like, pretty much 
because how the way destiny is you have to use the loadouts that best uh fit the game and so there's like certain uh classes that you have to pick certain perks that you should pick within those classes and even certain weapons that you should pick in order to perform the best in crucible yep. so 100 percent. yeah because when i was playing if you didn't have the meet a multi-tool you're fucked yeah and like it's still useful now but like a lot of people now like right now i think the big gun is called the the recluse it's like a submachine gun that you get it's a pinnacle weapon now it's pinnacle i think it's, it's just the best way to describe it would be like a a legend a legendary exotic sorry charlie's just <laughs> fooling around with his toy in the background fooling around that's what we're calling it dude, <laughs> yeah. dude now he's licking his own stuff <laughs> leave him oh alone why are you watching him Leave him alone, man. You're the one that put a collar on him, so when he humps shit, it's like fucking ding, 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 ding. I have the collar on him, so I know where he is. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> hey, man, leave him alone, okay. man. It's, it's, like, it's second Sunday, man. He's, <laughs> he's trying to relax. Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, so you basically, in Destiny, unlike Call of Duty, where I feel like, yeah, Call of Duty typically has weapons that are preferred. But I feel like there's still a little bit... We like bit to call them OP. OP. Yes. But like, there's still like that that need to be skilled at the game. Whereas I believe in Destiny 2, at least in my opinion, just from how far I've advanced with just simple perk modification, that in order for you to compete with everybody else, you need to be using the shit that gives you the most advantage. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's skill-based. Yeah. But like... The biggest, I think the biggest problem with trying to do that with Destiny is that getting those guns are either luck-based or sometimes you have to do, like, something stupid hard. I mean, I haven't played recently, so, like, when I was playing, it was all luck-based. You had to get it out of a, yeah. out of an engram that you found on the ground. Well, with the, with the example of the Recluse, I at least appreciate that uh, it's, a, it's a mission that mm-hmm. you collect from the Crucible leader. Okay. And then he, and then, if you complete the activities, which I believe what it is is you have to like get X amount of kills and reach a certain rank on Crucible competitive. And uh, from what I understand, it's called Fabled, and it's like in the middle in terms of all the ranks. So it's like right up to the point where you need to be competing in a full squad of four. Okay. In order to get to that rank, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can that I can understand you getting a weapon that powerful from doing something like that yep but yeah very much a lot of the weapons are all random based or yeah so like you know i grinded destiny 2 at the beginning and i was just waiting to get the the meta multi-tool like waiting yeah and then i'd play crucible and like i would do very well against everybody who didn't have it yeah and then i'd run into the one dude in the lobby some fucking reason has it well, I was one of those people who didn't get uh, the Yellowhorn, the rocket launcher, pretty much until D1 was ending. Because I don't I would, know what that I, is. It's like it was a rocket launcher that was like heat seeking, and also had what they call wolf rounds or something like that, where it would hit, it would impact, explode, generate three smaller explosions, and then they would impact again and impact again. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that would be okay. Yeah, it was crazy. 
but uh yeah so yeah otherwise to move on from like destiny and stuff there was surprisingly a lot of news this past week yeah on uh call of duty uh, yeah we learned some some shit some good some bad so i think in terms of how the week started I think we have to first talk about... I think the first thing that happened was Nadeshot actually announcing that 100 Thieves will not be buying in to the CDL. Yeah. So, Nadeshot from 100 Thieves released a video on YouTube of him basically explaining that 100 Thieves can't participate, will not be participating in competitive Call of Duty this upcoming year just because... It costs too much to get in, which we talked about before. Twenty million on the low end. Yeah, twenty million on the, on the low end. Some have rumored to, to have paid up to forty. Yeah. There's probably even more if people are betting on cities. So they're just saying because they're so young, and their company, their company just can't afford a spot. No, they like he was saying that they'd have to. If they pulled their resources and did everything that they probably could get it done. And it would probably be successful. But it would come at such a huge risk. But it would come, yeah. It would put everything else in jeopardy. Yeah. With, uh, when it comes to the whole brand of 100 Thieves and every other part that they're, you know, invested in a part of. Yeah. It didn't make sense. And he basically said what I mentioned too is that, like, they also invested so heavily into their branding. And they, it seems like they want to focus on their branding because, like, they have this clothing line that's so unique mm. in comparison to other orgs. So I could totally understand them not wanting to like have to change to LA bombers or whatever. Yeah. Which is a thing I think I actually like competed against you with is I thought they wouldn't care. I believe, if I recall correctly. I think I went against you on that one a little bit and said that it, it well, wouldn't matter to them as much. I think I think we said that because like for the Overwatch League, the name of the team is changed, but when you see all the competitors in the seats, they're all still wearing their orgs branded. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we were talking about too. It's like yeah, you could be the LA whatever. You're still gonna be running the red, white, like, and black that hundred thieves. Yeah, when you're in the chairs, when you're in the seats competing, you're gonna be wearing a hundred thieves jerseys. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay. That would still be fine, but I think from what I understand with this video, I think a lot of it did have to do more with the money. And like the branding is like a good I won't say an excuse, but a good reason to uh Yeah to defend it. But I like, think yeah, he was just putting that stuff in as more filler. I do think the main reason why Hundred Thieves is not going to be included in the CDL is because of the Because of financials. Because of the heavy buy-in fee that it would cost because yeah. i mean 20 million it's a lot of money and we haven't like you know i'm a huge fan of call of duty and call of duty esports 20 million but, 20 million to buy in to a spot that's city-based because he also said that too he's like 100 thieves is not city-based 100 thieves mm -hmm. can be is worldwide we want it to be worldwide we don't want it to be an la thing we don't want yeah. it to be exclusive to one city yeah but like the viewership for call of duty and like 
the growth or whatever. Like, yeah. If you look at the analytics of how much money Call of Duty esports can generate you, I don't know that because I'm not running an org or anything, but I can't see how you would justify spending $20 million to buy in. The numbers just aren't there. Like, the viewership for Call of Duty isn't anything crazy. Yeah, it also sounds like such an arbitrary number. Like, is that how much they made the Overwatch people pay? And that's why I don't they're... Th I think it was a big... I want to say... I watched a video uh, a couple years back when Optic was trying to buy in to the LCS. Yeah. The, the League, League of Legends. And I think spots back then for the LCS... Hector was supposed to pay like seven million or some shit like that. That number could be mm -hmm. wrong. For League of Legends, which is the biggest esports, probably the biggest esports right now. Or whatever game, it's it's pretty much usually the number one game on Twitch. Yeah, and those spots were weren't even like I'm pretty sure it was under ten million. Yeah, for a spot in that, and it's the biggest game, most watched, most globally played. And, I mean, Call of Duty is a large eSport, but a $20 million buy-in yeah. is absurd. Well, yeah. It should have been, like, two. One or two million dollars to buy in. Assuming that they're going to have a minimum of eight teams, they're basically saying that their league is worth, like, $160 million. Yeah. Where do they justify that? I have no idea. I have no idea where they got the analytics to come up with that number like, on a buy-in. To think about it now, just because of all this news that's coming out, like where, where is esports making their money? Because sponsors, it has to be just sponsors because yeah. everything is free on Twitch. If you don't watch it on Twitch, you can rewatch the matches on YouTube. So maybe they're getting a monetization there. Yeah, they'll probably monetize every platform they're on, but yeah. the bulk of their money is going to come off of sponsors advertising in in their space, whatever it is. Yeah, so then sponsors, their buy-in is based on how many viewers they're getting. How many eyeballs are seeing them. And brand. like you were saying before, you are watching some uh, esports video where they thought they were getting 200,000. They thought their max was 200,000, but it was kind of more like 120. No, they like they thought the peak viewership at COD Champs this past few weekends ago was like one hundred and thirteen thousand or something like that, which I know for a fact it was actually higher at peak. But you know, for argument's sake, whatever. But like Call of Duty's viewership is not high enough to justify a twenty million dollar buy-in per team. Like, if you, if you pulled up the league matches that were happening throughout the year, that were happening on weekdays and shit, yeah. there was maybe, like, maybe, on a good day, 10,000 people watching. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that this week, actually. If Optic played, it'd be, like, 20,000. Yeah. It's just, like, you can't... They're trying to make it more like sports. So they're having these guys play during the day when we're all doing shit. Yeah. Why do you think sports are played at night? 
so people so, can fucking watch because so that's where you make your money. So people can watch it, yeah. And yeah. people people don't want to watch reruns; they want to watch it live. They want to watch it live. Why was like the formula for video games? I mean, it's a little bit you know niche or like uncharacteristic of like what we should be doing, but like the tournament weekends, I thought they were awesome. Like those made my weekends. Yeah. Like there's time like from I started watching like all the time when com- like Halo Three was being paid, uh, played competitively. Yeah. In two thousand and nine. I'd be walking around the house holding my laptop in my hand, <laughs> streaming the matches. My mom's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm you like, mom, these people are playing Halo for money. She's like, okay. And I'm, and like, then and I'm watching them. <laughs> your mom's just there like, oh my God, my son is such a nerd. Right? Unbelievable. <laughs> but, Sorry, uh, love you. No, I mean, I agree most major gaming tournaments or events should be on the weekend because kids are home from school that's your major audience we want to be evenings you want to be available yeah and like my only exception to that would be like if uh if a sport was popular in another country that was in a different time zone then i would get it like i wonder if it was in the middle of the day here but if it was like evening in asia mm-hmm. that's probably why they were hosting it at that time because they probably have yeah, a bigger audience over there that would be that would make sense if it was there you know what i mean like if they were having a land tournament for call of duty in japan you should be going off of japan's time and the people that are in the states that want to watch it will just have to figure it out suck it up and watch it at that time no i agree i was just saying for that for that overwatch one you were watching you're like in Tabuta was in the middle of the day or are you saying they were having Call of Duty events? Call of Duty events. Oh, okay. So, like, I work till roughly five every day. Matches yeah. in the pro league during the... Like, they played four days during the week. They played Monday to Thursday. And matches would start at, like, 2 p.m. our time. So, like... I can't watch them. Yeah. I, I used to get home and sometimes catch the last match. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. Especially for Call of Duty. Call of Duty is so much more popular in North America than it is 100%. in other places in the world. 100%. So, like, yeah, no, I, I don't, again, I don't understand how they justify that. No, they the just, number, I don't know where it came from. I'm a, my only, like, the dumb brain in me thinks, like, were they just trying to not be on primetime? Because if you're going to be on primetime, you're competing with actual sports. You're competing with major television shows. Mm-hmm. So do you want to compete with those and potentially get less viewers? Or do you want to get no viewers because it's in the middle of the day? Yeah. The only time, like the only reason you could watch those during the day is if you had a desk job where someone's not looking over your shoulder all the time and you could kind of get away with doing some of that stuff at work or at school. Like I'm sure that's a big bulk of it is nowadays kids in school, they bring iPads they probably have Wi-Fi, yeah, and they're watching them during school. Whereas, like, you know, how's that? How's that helping anything? Yeah, I mean, ideally, even if it was like, even if the tournament started at five, mm-hmm. and then like, yeah, maybe you missed the first match, mm-hmm. 
Well, that's the thing about the weekend tournaments. That's kind of what it was like. You would everybody would just pile in there, play a shitload on Friday night, all day Saturday, and then basically all day Sunday. The model's been working for a very long time. And they say they want to traditionalize it and make it more like traditional sports. They tried the land league this year, but the land league wasn't following traditional sports. We get like a couple games a night for normal sports, like football and stuff. Yeah. How many games are on from each league in a night? Like two or three? Sometimes four? But they're all on different channels and stuff, usually at the same time. Yeah. So if you were truly trying to follow that traditional sport, you'd you'd have to play them at night, and you'd have to make the players th- play on weekends too. Do you think they should do something where, like, with the NFL, they have like Monday night football, <laughs> S- Sunday night football? Like, do you have to like promote a hey on Thursdays we're doing Thursday night esports or Thursday night esports or like something? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answers. Otherwise, I'd probably make a bunch of money working for one of these companies. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like even I'm a little bit new to it. So, do they have regular matches every week? The past couple years, yeah, they've had the, the, the land league, the pro league, which has been on land. They f- make these players stay in these apartments in Ohio. Yeah, and they go to this one center, and they all play on land during the week. And you said they had like three or four shows a week, like Monday to Thursday. They played every single day, but it was always at random. It was always at the wrong it time. Would, yeah, it would start at like, times. Yeah, it would start at like you know whatever time. Okay, so at least they got their frequency right. I just think they would have to adjust the actual like start time. Well, yeah, the thing is, is they want they want the people competing. To make it seem like it's a real job. Whereas before, you know, like the traditional video game player was, you know, we would play super late in the night, sleep in, wake up at like 1 p.m. So does does that mean hockey players don't have a real job? I'm not saying you. I'm saying to the... if, if If an actual like corporate man yeah, said that if a corporate in. guy said that to me i'm like so what hockey players don't have a real job football players don't have a real job because they all play at, at like, night they all play at night and they train during the day yeah so what's what's wrong with taking that model if you're so f- fucking keen on making esports like regular sports what's wrong with taking the model of hey letting the esports guys practice during the day and then come in the afternoon to compete. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. If you're gonna take anything from sports, I'd fucking take that. Yeah, but no, they're taking city-based franchising and multi-million-dollar leagues to try to justify. I don't fucking know what they're because, trying to. Because sure, I'm at I'm at my desk when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. But if I was fucking watching uh, Call of Duty, competitive Call of Duty at work. I get fired right away because I would look like I'm not working. I would look like this because it's so fast and what's going on. You'd be constantly just looking like this. It was like it was like when I was watching the uh, Euro Cup when Portugal finally won for the first time. Yeah, I was not doing any work, but like people at work knew. Because so many of us were Portuguese, mm-hmm. you could hear the streams from all the different offices. <laughs> 
and people would be like 30 seconds behind so you hear oh and you're like what 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 who happened scored? Who scored? <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so like i agree don't fucking don't fucking stream your competitive matches at fucking two in the afternoon homie mm -hmm. maybe start at five if you want to start right, fucking late man if you want to run a little bit earlier but like the later you start the more opportunity your yeah the more opportunity your keen audience has to watch your content yeah and that's the one thing that i think that call of duty has missed on is they're so convinced that it's so big that people will just watch it whenever yeah, like, like they, it's like they don't understand their audience. Yeah, like, dude, you need to put it on at a time where like grandpas we can watch it. Grandpas will watch NFL at two in the afternoon. Yeah, they're retired. They're retired, and the sport's been around for how fucking long? They've been fans of. Yeah, Grandpa whatever. Rick isn't watching fucking Call of Duty, homie. Unless his grandson's playing in it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Even then, he probably doesn't understand it. No, he'd have no fucking clue. All right, <sighs> so. You and I just, you and I were just talking about this guy who kind of runs the esports for both Call of Duty and Over and Overwatch, and like this right here is just classic old men thinking that they understand the internet because yeah. there's so much going on here for esports that they're treating like sports, and you and I last podcast were like, why are they doing that? Well, here's your fucking answer. This guy that goes by the name, what's his name? Goes by the name, dude. Uh, Pete Velastica, Velastelica, Vlastelica, there we go. Vlastelica. Pete Vlastelica was a former, former president of uh, Fox uh, Sports. Yeah, he had some high position at Fox Sports. He had some high position at Fox Sports. And, and then brought in to Acti Blizzard to run the esports side. Of games yeah and so basically they hired a guy who came from, from sport, sports from traditional sports and said hey take what you built here and, and build it, it and build it in video games so of course that's why and I mean yes there's been some things that they have they've applied that have probably really helped kickstart esports mm -hmm. like the casting commentary well they were doing casting in 2009 when I was watching yeah, but I feel like the stadium presence and like the actual like booths and all that making it look like I don't know. Do you think that's just from the increase in popularity, or do you think it was from? I think that's just that's the way it was going. MLG, when MLG first came on the scene, they killed it. Yeah, they fucking knocked it out of the park. Man, production was amazing for like a startup company that didn't have all the resources in the world to make whatever. Yeah what they managed to do like especially back in the halo 3 days dude the dude halo 3 tournaments back in the day were fucking unreal they were so sick and yeah they they had casters they had the not like an analyst desk but you know they had the casters talking over it they would cut to the casters who were at their own little okay desk <laughs> and it was oh it was good I think he's more focused on like the infrastructure side of it on how they 
create a system that's going to generate more money yeah from the esports side which looking at it personally now i don't think I it's don't, gonna work yeah i don't think it's gonna work for esports no like because i was wondering like hey you know maybe it'll be fun why i was like skeptically optimistic or whatever we used last time cautiously optimistic was nate shot's term yeah cautiously optimistic. hopefully terrified was ours i'm just yeah. terrified now i'll be honest yeah i'm literally just terrified well, like my only kind of hope was like yeah overwatch at least from what i understood overwatch is in a was in a good position getting having a lot of popularity so maybe it will work for call of duty but now uh the news came out that like uh well, Blizzard I, itself is having Blizzard problems. itself is having problems because they're inflating their numbers. They're not they can't justify their viewership to how much money they're spending. Wait, they had how many people did they lay off at the beginning of the year? Like two hundred and something it said? I think it said before, yeah. I think it was two hundred and nine. Uh they lost their global they, product director for for esports, who's been with them for thirteen years. She yeah. left. Like they're just saying, like a lot of like high-profile Blizzard staff are leaving amongst uh, amid morale problems, so they're having a lot of issues with this peak guy. Mm -hmm. At least that's what the speculation that's, yeah, is. That's what it allegedly allegedly is going on. Yeah, and so they're losing a lot of their major staff that ran Overwatch, Overwatch in the Blizzard esports, mm -hmm. and so that could affect Call of Duty because it's the same company, so it'd probably be the same yeah. people running the call of duty esports yeah now it's getting umbrellaed under the activision brand and mlg is no longer the uh people running yeah the cwl or now it's gonna be the cdl which sounds so much worse yeah why fucking oh i hate when brands unnecessarily change their name especially when it's so young like cwl then that name is not that old no starting black ops three so like sure ooh, four years of it just fucking called the cwl yeah it's just frustrating overall and like so a lot of people what they were talking about with this peak guy was that uh the focus has become commercializing the esports titles instead of making good programs for the community many people internally are laying are laying that on Pete, it has crushed morale among the Call of Duty and Overwatch teams, especially. So, like, they're focused more on the commercialization of it and not necessarily making a good program for esports. They're just trying to cash out with the numbers and stuff that Call of Duty and Overwatch have just brought in naturally. Yeah. And they're not actually trying to grow the space, they're just trying to cash out. Which, I mean, if you want long term, term, uh, sustainability so is so no. Vlastelica was the president and CEO uh, he is oh sorry he, he is the CEO. president and CEO of Activision Blizzard Esports who joined the company in 2016 from Fox Sports doesn't mention in his, his previous, previous role, role at Fox he oversaw their digital output and content creation from so, Fox Sports yeah in 2016 wasn't Fox Sports already on the decline in 2016 fox sports dude does anybody give a fuck about fox right now only because of usc they're not on it anymore 
But they left this year. I think yeah. they were on Fox Sports at that time. Yeah. What else did they have? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Fuck, I don't know. But, like, especially if you're American, dude, if you're not on ESPN, you ain't shit. Like, yeah, 100%. Everybody's either... If you're not on ESPN or SportsCenter, nobody's watching you. Well, but ESPN is... Like, SportsCenter is, like, Canadian ESPN. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I thought they were totally separate, but... No, we don't have ESPN. We have TSN and fucking SportsCenter and shit. Okay. That's all under the ESPN umbrella. Uh, some people have a blizzard feel this doesn't necessarily equip him to make decisions on what is best for esports. Due to the noted, noted differences difference between... between markets. Yeah, no shit. You don't say yeah yeah and like basically why there's such a morale issue is like a lot of people here are saying too like there's a statement here i'm not sure who said it but it says right now there's a feeling that a lot of senior management just don't understand esports that's basically what you and i have been preaching these past weeks yep. the people that... that have the money to be able to do these things and make these big changes that will eventually help esports they have the money and stuff to do what we what we need and what we want, but they don't trust us because we're too fucking young to make the right decisions. So they're bringing yeah. in these guys who have this expertise, yeah, to make these decisions, but they don't understand the space. They're born in fucking nineteen forty five. It was like trying to teach your old man how to set up his email. Mm -hmm. My dad doesn't even have a cell phone. Yeah, well, my dad doesn't have a Facebook, and I hope to God I never have to teach him how to use it, because... And we had Facebooks in, like, 2007. I remember trying to teach my dad how to uh, use his smartphone, and that, that hurt. Yeah. That, that hurt my brain. I, I just, like, my mom's asked my for my help with a bunch of that stuff, but... Nobody taught me. I just figured it out. Yeah. Like, the thing is yours. Just start pressing buttons and shit. As long as you know how to get back to home, you're good. Yeah. Start pressing buttons and figure out what shit Well, does. that's pretty much what I usually do, but yeah. I feel like, I don't know why, but the older generation gets too scared. They think they'll to break like, something. Yeah. But I used to ask my, like, when I started becoming older and, you know, started getting interested in other things, like, I'd be, like, cautious or scared to be doing something. My dad's like, what are you scared? I'm like, well, I don't want to break anything. I was like, well, how the fuck do you think you learn? I like, know. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Just start doing shit. Yeah. And then, you know, then it comes time to explain to them technology. And they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I just picked it up one day and started doing it. Nobody taught me how to do anything. Actually, I think I told my dad that once. I'm like, dad, just go through the menu, press every single button and just see what it does. What it does. Yeah. And like. So they're saying just here. Don't fuck with the language thing, because sometimes if you put in Chinese, you won't know what. You'll never. You'll never. You'll just get lost forever. <laughs> if you back out of there and you put it in Chinese, you're fucked. And then you gotta take it to your fucking buddy who's Chinese and be like, "Hey, can you just change this back? I don't know." Yeah. And I'm he's lost. like, "Dude, I was born here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't speak any of this shit." Yeah. So then, yeah, but then what happens here then is like, yeah. Senior management just doesn't understand esports, but there's no room for negotiating with these people. They are convinced their vision, which is more in the line with televised sports, is the right way to go and has just made people miserable. So, people that are over 
I don't want to put an age on it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guesstimate for you, just for sakes of saying it. I'm gonna say people over the age of like 45 right now in 2019. If you're 45 and older, there's a good chance that you don't know what is happening. Yeah. When it comes to the age of the internet and in you know in our gen or specific case esports yeah um because yeah they're convinced that televised sports are the right way to go i'm not sure if those people are looking at the analytics but i would i would bet a pretty good amount of money that televised sports viewership is down these are the same people that 10 years ago thought netflix was gonna fucking flop yes probably these are the same people who probably thought that fucking putting free videos on youtube was the dumbest thing ever yeah look at youtube now these are probably the same people that thought mark zuckerberg was fucking crazy yeah these are probably the same people who thought that uh having music downloadable versus having cds mm -hmm. was not gonna work these are applications just, these, are, these, are, these are just people who are stuck in the old times yep and they just i wish the bigger corpse understood that and would just gut these guys out you need to get people who understand esports you know what the problem is is now this could be just a this is a thought that came into my mind just now whether this is even remotely correct or not don't care i'm just gonna say it anyway okay we especially now being adults because now like stuff's becoming very expensive and it's getting harder and harder for people to make living sustainable and then retire with enough money to live out the rest of their days okay so nowadays people are working in way more insane hours working way harder than we ever had to as humans yeah i think the people that are the heads of these companies were the first ones to start taking on these insane work hours and stuff because they saw this happening already they're like holy shit we need to work a whole bunch and make sure this is okay yeah and i feel like a lot of these people work so fucking hard that they didn't make time for life and never had kids because if these fucking 45 year old and up men who are running these things had kids they would learn a shitload from their children who would be 100% playing video games be interested in esports or, or something like that and then been like hey dad aren't you the fucking head of this and he'd be like yeah that's my job and be like why are you not doing this in esports and the dad would be like well you know we've had this model for this many years like if you had kids your own children telling you eventually your brain would be like oh shit we're fucking something up sure but in my opinion you don't even need kids you don't even need kids the, no but There's... here's my thing is they're gonna listen to their own kids as opposed like is you know if a 13 year old kid came up to you and said hey you're doing that wrong what are you gonna say to that 13 year old kid i'm gonna say you're an idiot. get in the back of my mystery machine and let's go for a ride <laughs> is that what you're gonna say no that's what you're gonna say no i'm not you're not gonna give them the time of day you're gonna be like yeah whatever dude you're 13 yeah 
those 45 year old men are going to look at us, you know, or like, well, maybe people younger than us or people our age and be like, you guys are too young. You don't understand. Yeah. Or like, you know, you can't be playing around with millions of dollars. Well, that's why I think if they would, they would probably listen to people who are veterans in esports and take their opinions because their opinions are just like ours. Like if you went and talked to a Nate shot or Hex. talk or talk to Hex, the Hex is forty. Yeah. yeah, like these are people who have been in the industry longer than your motherfucking ass has been. Mm-hmm. So talk to them and be like, hey, what are the fans like? What are the fans not like? What's going on? How can we improve on this? Dude, like the no. na- the naivety or how, I don't know how naivete. The fu- naivete. Yeah. To be like, oh, because I know how to run Fox Sports, which nobody fucking watches. Yeah. You fucked up anyway. Yeah, you fucked up anyways. That's why you left. Yeah. You're like, I can make money again. Here. Yeah. It's like, oh, because I ran this bullshit sports thing that nobody watches, I can run a video game esports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the ground. Yeah, I think if... For Call of Duty, this is also going to be another stupid thing that is going to come out of my mouth, but hey... We, we've got a trend That's going. That's what this platform's for. we got a trend going right now. Let's keep it going. There shouldn't even be decisions made in Call of Duty esports without consulting Hex. Because as much as he would be, like, slightly biased because he, like, built Optic, he wants to see Call of Duty succeed first. Because as long as Call of Duty is succeeding, he will find a way to make Optic succeed. So why the why people don't run literally everything by him and pay him a, like a consulting fee or some shit? Well, I'm so, I don't know how he doesn't have a consulting position with like Activision. Because there's fucking old guys that run that shit and they won't listen to what he says. Probably. But like, but yeah, people like. Uh... Dr. Disrespect once upon a time in a past life got hired by Activision to be a consultant on Black Ops uh, 1 for some maps and Mm -hmm. and help design some maps. Mm -hmm. So a guy like that who he was not Dr. Disrespect back then or at least he wasn't as big as he was now Mm -hmm. was able to get involved in that but yet fucking Hex is well, not is not a major consultant. Hector's also insanely busy with his own shit because he's trying to build his own shit, you know. Because I and I'll be like, I think that's where Hex is going to be going. I think Hex is going to start his own thing. Probably yeah. going to start with a content team. I doubt they'll even have like he'll have any association with Call of Duty. I don't think he will. Even if you don't hire him, I think if if the person who is the president of esports hey, he should he, president and CEO of active esports right there you're yeah. looking at him he should be going around and actually talking to people who have been in this industry he should be talking to Hastro he should be talking to Hex he should be talking he should be going to every major competitive call of duty org asking them what they want to see asking yeah he should be doing his fucking due diligence about the people who've been in the space forever Think. but like I wonder if people have been, but like what they say here, there's no room for negotiating with these people. I so, feel like those are people under him within the Acti Blizzard family. Like that are just like, you know, like they're going to have like a director of marketing 
who would yeah. still be like a boss, but like an underboss of him. I'm sure they have roundtable meetings and are like, hey, this is what we should think, ha- like what we think should happen. And then he goes, no. Yeah, that probably. doesn't make sense. We didn't do that at Fox Sports. We're not going to do that here. Yeah. And then they're like, listen, you don't fucking understand. Like, this is just stupid. And then, you know, everybody else at the roundtable is agreeing, like, hey, this is dumb as fuck. But he's the one that has the final say. So then everybody else is like, yo, this is fucking dumb. He doesn't understand. Well, so, so then, like, what's even interesting here? I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize this when I was first watching this. Uh, there's just a part here where they mention that the Overwatch League commissioner Nate Nazar uh, left his position. Nanzer, dude. What did I say? You said Nazar. Nanzer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nate Nanzer is set to take a role overseeing competitive esports at Epic Games. So I can't He's rem- leaving Acti Blizzard. So I can't remember if I said this on the recording or not, but remember how I made the joke that maybe we have to wait for Activision and Blizzard to collapse and then Epic Games picks up the pieces. I don't think you said. I think that was pre- prior to prior this recording. to. So like, I guess the general question is like, what do you think is going to happen here? Because there's so much negative news and like i there's so much uncertainty uncertainty when it comes to like what's happening here like are they gonna get eight teams like are people are, is there gonna be eight teams that are, are that are willing to afford 20 million 20 million buy-in are they gonna have to cut the price if so how is it, that's gonna piss off the other people that bought in well they'll get money back there's no way they'll make some pay twenty million and then others pay ten. There's no fucking way. No, that would never happen. Unless they're all based on bidding, which is like There's maybe no maybe L.A. goes for sixty, but then some other city goes for ten. There's no way. Yeah, but the only way they have a bidding thing is if two people like really want to fight over it and they don't know how to like decide who gets a spot then they'll be like okay then you guys have a fucking bidding more for it how much you guys willing to pay that's the only time i could see bidding come in like do you even think 10 or or do you think do you even think eight orgs are gonna be able to pay to buy in eight orgs alone no they're gonna need every single one of them will need a financial backer even the biggest ones envy got financial backing optic would have to get financial backing hundred thieves definitely would have but who who knows? Like FaZe, I'm pretty sure the last time we heard FaZe had a 80% chance. Or like the people that were under yeah. FaZe were saying that they, there's an 80% chance they get a league spot. Meaning they were probably taking meetings with a financial but, group. But like they were saying before, they're going to have a major event in October. We don't even have eight teams yet. No. It's going to start in 2020, so probably January. First event will probably be in January. Or whatever first match first match of the league will be in january i guess the question i was trying to ask is like literally do you think there's going to be 10 te- do you do you think there's going to be eight teams by january i do but i don't think it'll be teams that we know yeah kind of i don't think it'll be what we thought it would be i think they might have like six spots filled that are willing to pay the 20 million and they're like oh shit we need at least eight to make this work yeah that they might just like throw in two fucking teams that didn't necessarily buy in 
or do you think there's going to be backers who buy the spots and then just pick up orgs potentially maybe some big money investors that go like hey you need big money investors 20 million it's insane who the fuck has 20 million to invest in call of duty who like you know in the past few years people have been saying call of duty has been dying yeah and like like what the and also fuck? call of duty is so much different than overwatch too like the game changes every year so i'm really worried about how this is gonna when did overwatch come out overwatch you might be able to find it let's see who finds it first bro it's gonna be you because you have internet 2016 says published by blizzard entertainment and released on may 24 2016 2016 so we're in 2019 so the game's three years old yeah or almost three years old. or no what what month is it it's three years old um and you know they've had the league for a year now so two years in they started the league meaning overwatch the game probably isn't going anywhere for at least two more years yeah before they decide maybe an overwatch 2 is necessary but it's also run on the pc which so they could just constantly update it yeah um like they're not competing on console no whereas so. call of duty is console based call of duty is console based it resets every year mm-hmm. like we said this on the last podcast what yeah. kind of sport changes changes, changes fucking year change makes major changes every year there might be like a there might be a rule added or a rule modified not every year though but not every year no. so like something major has to happen within the league for the fucking league to be like okay our rules are kind of weird we need to change it like when Shaq started getting fouled all the time because he couldn't hit free throws yeah but he was dominant in game so they used to just foul the shit out of him make him go shoot free throws to, to beat them because yeah. Shaq was so good that the NBA literally had to put the hack Shaq rule in to the rules saying you cannot do that <laughs> like you can't intentionally foul the fucking guy over and over and over and over and over so like yeah I mean I wonder because the the other like developing teams for Call of Duty they're still making at least two more games we are 100% confirmed that Sledgehammer was fucking up and they brought in Treyarch to finish the game. Yeah. So Black Ops 5 is what people are saying. People people are expecting Black Ops 5 to next come back. Year. Yeah, to come next after year. After Modern Warfare. And then after that, there's nothing else been we don't announced. Which would be, would have normally been Treyarch's year. Yes. So who really knows? But I wonder if... I think the move, which would be probably shocking because people wouldn't be expecting it. To drop it down to one developer? Drop it down to one developer and stop at Black Ops 5. Because what I what I imagine, try it out with this Modern Warfare, with this slow-paced base Call of Duty. See how many viewers it gets. See if it's just at the same, if it's at the same caliber as Black Ops 4 in terms of viewership and profit. Mm-hmm. If it's not... Then you wait for Black Ops 5 to release, and then you make that Call of Duty the game, and you just keep updating it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have a, a fucking sport that changes every year. No. 
This is not sustainable. You're going to run out of shit eventually. Yeah. That's what happened on Call of Duty. We went to Jetpacks because people were like, you guys release the same game every year. We want something different. Yeah. Because they keep releasing games every year when they ran out of shit to do. After Black Ops 2, people were like, okay, this is, we're good here. Because, like, I mean, let's just hang out here for a while. Why can't Call of Duty be the CSGO of consoles? Like, CSGO hasn't changed. No. Not but really. it still retains its popularity. Like, let Call of Duty just be the same game. And yes, people will joke, actually, it's probably technically been the same game for the past 10 years. Yeah, but it's not. People, people that play Call of Duty know that, yes, it's the same game, but it's not the same game. No, yeah. Every single year is different. The format, the objective is the same, but, like, gun preferences, gun, like... Even strategy changes. It'd be like you playing CSGO and then every single year someone wipes your memory clean. Your muscle memory is still gonna be there of what to do in the game. Yeah. But you're gonna like you have to relearn all the maps, you have to relearn all your smoke smoke strats, all your snipe spots, your snipe angles. You yeah. have to relearn all that shit. And that's why when you play an older map, all of a sudden all the people who were really good at the last game, that's when they come out and shine. Because they have all that memory from the map. Yeah. But like, I feel like Call of Duty, yes, it changes, but it it just, it's still the same enough that like, again, with your muscle memory, the top players are going to be the top players, but whose MVP is always fluctuating because mm -hmm. the game changes so much. 100%. So I think that would be the strategy is to try out this Modern Warfare because it's technically your most popular franchise. Black Ops or Modern Warfare? Black Ops and Modern Warfare have always been your popular franchises. Arguably, Modern Warfare 3 was the highest seller, but it was going on the decline after that. Hmm. So That's when they were like, hey, you're running out of fucking ideas, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah. basically pick. I think this is, the, this is the time to pick which brand of call of duty is going to be your major brand is it going to be modern warfare or is it going to be black ops and then from there you're going to have to just steady just stay on that one and just update it or tweak it if there's bugs but like they need to stay with the same game for a few years if they're going to run any sort of league off league of yeah how would you feel about a subscription like a world of warcraft used to do i don't know if they still do that but like if you if you bought a call of duty subscription and that gave you everything for free but you had to pay you know five three dollars a month or some shit i would pay i pay 10 bucks a month to play call of duty if they like gave you a new map every three months like if they're very involved in if they're very if they're very involved in updates and we're basically epic games or like if there's a problem they fix it right away they constantly updating it they're constantly adding stuff well yeah i guess uh i mean when i asked that question i wasn't thinking about it myself but uh i guess it would make sense that if your team's not working on developing the next game you can focus on the current game way more yeah so yeah because when you said 10 bucks a month i was like dude that's fucking that's a that's 120 bucks a year. That's 120 bucks a year. But imagine if, because because skins all the time, skins all the time, yeah. uh, a new map every three months. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'd be down with that. Even possibly new modes every year. Like if they if they like if they if they weren't releasing the two v two on launch, imagine a year later being like, hey, we're we're adding, we're, yeah, we're adding a two v two now. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or like, hey, we made these new competitive style maps where like everything, both sides look identical and they're very strategy based. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that'd be fine. I think following the Epic Games model of like making a bunch of skins all the time, mm -hmm. making emotes that have more than one fucking song, that'd be nice. Yeah. Or emotes that aren't clunky as fuck to use. Yeah. The nice thing about Fortnite is you can scroll through your emotes, you pick one, it starts going, you jump, it's done. Or like you hit a button, it's done. Dude, when you try to like fuck around with the emotes, like there's no point to have emotes in Blackout. No. You try to fuck around with them, you're stuck in the emote for like 30 seconds, yeah. you guys shooting at you and you're like, get me the fuck out of here. The most taunting that you can do because it's the most controlled is like the high. Yeah, or like taunting where it's Yeah, like, doing taunting instead of your emotes. Yeah, you're fucked. Or whatever your person says. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I think... I don't know what's going on in the background, but in my mind, that makes the most sense. Is that they're gonna go through it with this year, see how well Modern Warfare does in comparison to Black Ops Four. If it tanks, then they'll be like, okay, we're gonna bring back Black Ops Five. It's gonna be very similar to Black Ops Four, Black Ops Four with the high action and the sliding and the jumping because it was more exciting. Hopefully, because like that would be my understanding is maybe people would think that this mode's too slow, but I mean. I would agree. I thought Black Ops 4 was fucking incredible. Yeah, but I mean, CSGO is also pretty slow, but maybe you don't want to be like CSGO, you want to be unique. So I can understand. That's the so I can understand the. Like, don't get me wrong, I found Black Ops 4 was fucking exciting. Mm -hmm. And like, Champs was fucking. It's hard as fuck to play, though. Yeah, it's hard as fuck to play, but maybe that's. Maybe that's what you need. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Like, hey, professionals are professionals for a fucking reason. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm nervous. I'm, I just hope... Don't fuck this up, please. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll I say. just hope that this doesn't tank so bad that they have to fucking disband Call of Duty Esports and that someone else has to come in and pick it up because... Well, like you were saying, if anybody can come pick it up and save it, it's probably epic. But then again, they don't really have... Well, my their, idea... Their biggest esport was... Gears, besides Fortnite, Gears of War. Well, now arguably they have the biggest esport besides League. League but, is Riot. Right, but yeah. you're saying Fortnite? Fortnite, yeah. Yeah, but like Fortnite has the biggest attention in the world right now. Yeah, but that's the game. That's not the esport side of it. You know. Uh, I don't know that these they have major tournaments and stuff like yeah I know but like they don't change anything they just give you points for what you do within the game yeah so there's not a lot of things they change to specifically cater to esports the esports side you know what I mean like they haven't done anything crazy to help the pay the pro players remain pro players and give them competitive stuff to do everything they've added has been to the game of fortnite well, and the pros that play fortnite play with everything there isn't restrictions there isn't shit like that yeah like right now if there was a tournament in fortnite motherfuckers would be using a mech yeah is that gonna be great for esports probably not 
Well, that's because the mech's not good for esports. That's what I'm saying. But they don't have an esports side of Fortnite. They have Fortnite, and then they have like, hey, if you want to play better players in Fortnite, try these. Where they have the, that arena. Or yeah, the arena or whatever. But like... Whereas Call of Duty, like, you play public Call of Duty, and then you play the CWL World League shit that's within Black Ops 4. It's two completely different experiences. Limited amount of maps, limited amount of modes, limited amount of weapons, limited amount of specialists. A lot of people don't know what the fuck to do. They have their favorite specialist, but they, like, the way they play, they don't even realize that they shouldn't be using that specialist because you only get one per team. I played World League yesterday. Yeah. Motherfucker, we're playing Control on Arsenal. This guy s picked Ruin with the grapple gun and pulled out an ICR. That's a very tight map. No, Arsenal's like your like where your ICRs would dominate. Yeah. But he picked Ruin. Oh, sorry. I got what you saying. Yeah, Ruin. ICR. Ruin is a very uh, agility-based specialist. It's for yourself. Yes. For your main, and especially Arsenal. Most teams at the end of competitive ran one sub on Arsenal. Yeah. And that would be your Ruin player. And guess what happened in that match of World League, Matt? Got tanked. You get it, buddy. We got <laughs> shit on. Why? Because we had no aggression. Why did we have no aggression? Because our sub player... Ruin. Our sub player was, in the, was, was in the using back. a fucking ICR. We had four ICRs. Cool. I mean, it was kind of sweet. But, hey, guess what? They couldn't fucking aim either. No. So that didn't help. But, yeah. But, uh... People need to fucking learn, bro. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I'm not. Sh I don't even. I don't know what to say, man. But like, I'm fucking terrified, man. And like, yeah, even Hastro, he made he made some sort of he made a video commenting on Nate Shots' uh, video, kind of saying the same things. Where like he he just said he basically fucking agrees. He agrees. And like he realizes his two his franchises taking a huge risk. Doing this and like he's basically gonna miss him because like yeah, Nate Shot is definitely one of the pillars for Call of Duty historically. Yeah. He made he arguably made Call of Duty famous. He was the first person to like stand out, not because of his gameplay, but just as a personality yeah. within the space. Because that was definitely a, an issue with old school esports is that the guys had no personality. Well, no, because people like they originally thought that the way that this was going to work was going to be like traditional sports and the play was going to speak for itself. Yeah. But in order to help build it, you needed to bring eyeballs. And the only way to bring eyeballs was through content. I would almost argue that esports is a lot like fighting. Where it's not necessarily about the... Where it's not necessarily about what happens, but like attitude sells personality sells is what i'm trying to get at it's very much like that i think the correlation there is more on that they're both relatively young yeah but you're 100 right you're gonna have those hardcore fans like me so regardless of who's playing what personalities are playing probably still gonna watch it because i personally just love the competitive side of call of duty yeah and then in order to get like the big money in order to get the masses stuff, to come in you gotta have you personality. personality you have to have your conor mcgregor 
Yeah. You have to have like a personality like John Jones, just people fucking hate him or you love him. Nature arguably was probably the Conor McGregor of his time. Hundred percent. He still he still is. Yeah. He dumped like well didn't dominate, but like he built himself enough of a name and then went on and started becoming a fucking bazillionaire outside the space. Yeah. Connor did the exact same thing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty bummed out overall. I hope they don't fucking ruin it. This past, this past week since we last recorded, with all those things coming out, with Nate Shot saying they're not coming in, um, with whatever Hector's doing is still kind of in limbo. I don't know if you follow, like, a bunch of the Optic stuff, but literally everybody is leaving optic yeah i've been seeing a lot of like stuff on the twitter of not just not just optic but like a whole bunch of people leaving like uh everybody i'm not joking every single content creator that they have is leaving when was this august 31st rcds is leaving eu and he's up for rcds up for up for his contract ended and they didn't renew yet but E United now we just learned this that E United has collaborated or like partnered up with a financial backer and will have a spot in the league representing Houston. Oh, but it kind of sounded like people were saying like people thought originally that RCDs was gone because he said, "Listen, my contract's up. I haven't talked about renegotiating. Uh, we'll see where I end up." Well, I thought so too because even a bunch of EU guys was like, "Hey, man, it's been great playing with you." Because they didn't know either. Yeah. Because I don't even think they knew at that time that they had a spot. But now that they have a spot. There's a thing that said like, I think, uh, like, thank God, or some shit. Someone put. Okay, some I'll shit. have to, I'll have to check that for sure. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure. I didn't notice that. And then, uh, <clears throat> when was this? On the the day before, on the 30th, um, they announced that Minnesota is going to have an esports team. Mm-hmm. I thought the name was Midnight, but it's not. No, that's, that's Optic Midnight. That's the girl from Optic. She. So her and she the, left optic as well. Her and this other uh, person, Diamond Soda. I'm not sure who that is, Maybe but they're both going to run the Minnesota COD team. Mm. So that's five or six. Yeah, but we don't now. we don't know what team is filling in at Minnesota. No, we just know that Minnesota is going to have a team. Yeah, there's like five or six cities now that we know. Um, but I think there's only like three teams that are confirmed in, and that's Splice in Toronto. Dallas with Envy, and now E United with so, Houston. From, from a from a Canadian perspective, do you think there's going to be any other COD teams in Canada, or is it just going to be Toronto? Toronto. It. The only other hope would be Vancouver. But I don't think is I there don't. is there even any COD teams that are known from Vancouver? No, but we had this conversation last time, Matt. That's not how it's going to work. Yeah. Canadian players aren't going to be playing on Canadian teams. But maybe amateurs might have to. Because amateurs aren't going to fly all the way to L.A. And then we had this conversation again. Amateurs aren't representing a city. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know, dude. Um, I went from cautiously optimistic to hopefully terrified to just terrified. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm a little nervous for it, too. Big T, who's been part of Optics since... Day one? Yeah. He's gone... Uh, they literally got rid of everybody. The Halo team is gone. The Gears of War team is gone. Um, 
all the content creators. Uh, Ambos is gone. Flame Sword is gone. Um, who else is gone? Aaron's gone. Hitch is gone. All the names that like built Optic are all gone. Yeah, and I think that that shit too. All this negative news of like players not participating. Uh, well-known names either getting traded to other teams or not even participating at all that's going to affect the performance of this year's COD competitive because I bet you there are people not yourself but there might be some people who watch it because they want to watch their favorite player and if their favorite player isn't playing they might not watch or, it or people watch for the team people watch for 100 thieves they watch i definitely was watching i definitely was watching for 100 thieves they're not in it now who do you watch if you truly don't care like if you wanted to watch 100 thieves you're just not gonna watch yeah well i was gonna make a joke that like uh natron's video came out and literally the next day 100 thieves tweeted out that they're gonna start a csgo team so i was like fuck this podcast might have to become the csgo fucking podcast (laughs) (laughs) there'll always be something to talk about bro just gaming in general yeah not Call of Duty. I mean, the reason I'm here is because of Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to swerve the subject a little bit because I don't want to keep feeling so bummed out on this podcast. Uh, CWL Stats yesterday tweeted out, who is the best individual player throughout... Did you vote? I voted. Okay. Uh, who is the best individual player throughout Black Ops 4? You had four choices. Either Simp, Dashy. Dylan or Octane who did you vote for and why Octane was there I mean Octane was phenomenal but like why not like Priesta or I'm trying to think of people in the comments are saying Octane was the most consistent but he's an AR like ARs are like built to be consistent yeah I guess so I don't know yeah I, I truly don't know but who did you vote for and why I mean, I usually look at the poll first and go, all right, who's everybody voting for? And you, what, do you just troll it by picking the least, least Normally, favorite? I do like to pick the person, like one of the options that I know most people wouldn't pick. But because it's Call of Duty and I like to think of myself as a little bit of like a connoisseur, in Call of Duty, and you know, I'm like highly sophisticated. Highly um, <laughs> sophisticated. Yeah. Uh, Where's your? Mom? I actually thought about it before I picked my answer, and I hovered over Dashy, and I was like, "That would be a great choice." Which, by the way, the masses picked Dashy at fifty-four percent. So not surprised. Yeah. Um, but. Throughout the entirety of Black Ops 4, best individual performer, I pick Dylan from Reciprocity because Dylan started on an unknown European team. I don't remember the team name, but in the Pro League qualifier, when after Vegas, all the pro teams that like finished top eight or whatever made it in, and like there was eight other teams fighting for the last eight spots. Um, Dylan fucked everybody and had even the casters going 
like they didn't make pro league but individually he was still being talked about and they're like he's gonna end up on a team he's gonna end up on a team he's gonna end up on a team and reciprocity sucked the big one sucked the big one yeah and then they're like we need to make a change and everybody was like please pick up dylan and they picked up dylan and then for the rest of the year they went from sucking the big one to being able to break in and get third and get fourth just off the addition of one player Mm -hmm. completely changing the team yeah so for an individual performer throughout the entirety of the year i voted for dylan and he was like dead last in voting (laughs) yeah and i was like wow look at all these fucking idiots so I'm telling you right now, I picked Sim. I know you did. Okay. I I know you did. And let me tell you. You didn't why. tell me. I know you did though. And let me tell you why. Okay. I could tell you why you chose it. Okay, go ahead. What do you think I chose it? Um, I'll get you to answer that, or I will answer that by asking you a question and getting you to answer the question. Okay. When did Sim have a bad game? Never. Never. <laughs> he was so fucking good all of the time. Yeah. And he came in as a amateur, right in off the scene when he turned 18. First tournament, second place. Second tournament, first place MVP. Third tournament, Call of Duty Champs, first place MVP. Nobody's had a rookie year like that ever. Now, let me tell you why I picked him. The Conor McGregor effect. Listen to what I'm saying here. So, who was champ before Conor McGregor got his first title? Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo was champion for... 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> Literally Not, 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Knocked, beat every guy who went up against him. Yep. Conor McGregor comes in, one punches him, gets the title. Who's the better fighter? Throughout the entirety of his career, Jose Aldo. I disagree. But you got to look at the body of work that was laid down. I think... Who is the better fighter in that fight? Connor. Yeah. But if you were looking back on a career and said, who was the better fighter? Actually, you know what? You're right there. Because we are talking about who was best this year. Throughout the whole year. Throughout the whole year. So, I would have picked Sim too. He only competed in three events. Yeah. If he did that all year, it should say 100% Sim. Yeah. There shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been a poll. So the way I see it is like, yes, Dashy overall all year disgusting all year disgusting dylan Sim- all year disgusting octane last three quarters of the year disgusting okay first bit not so disgusting simp comes in only because he's finally of age yep comes in gets second place first place first place. and fucking champion yeah okay you are a fucking better player than dashy he's mvp of he, the year and he was awarded mvp yeah so I would argue that if Simp was allowed to compete underage, he would have outperformed Dashy throughout the entire year. I'd probably agree with you. But he didn't play the entire year. So who knows? Because he also came in at a very convenient time for a SOG player to come in when the update dropped. Because yeah. before, SOG was not very good. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say it wasn't very good. The SOG got a buff 
at the end of the year and sim won back-to-back mvps off that update wow they lost are you saying he won because of an update yes no are you saying he's (laughs) but you know had he come in when the sog was what it was for the first three quarters of the year would he have been doing the same thing got second the first event when that like when it was in the old settings Yeah, I'm just, I guess what I was trying to say there is like with the Jose Aldo, Conor McGregor analogy is that, <clears throat> yes, Jose, Jose Aldo, a passing of the torch, Jose, Jose Aldo had like this very long career, mm-hmm. but in that year, Conor McGregor was better than him. In that year, yes. Yeah, yeah and considering we're talking about only Black Ops 4. But the not, thing is, a life cycle of Call of Duty is only a year, so you can't go back any farther than that. Anything that happened in a previous title doesn't fucking matter. Dude, EG won the world championship in World War II. The whole team got bought by Envy to compete in Black Ops 4 and sucked. Fat, large amounts of pube-covered penis. Okay, here's a, here's a better analogy. Let me, say, let me try to say it this way then. Imagine you're on a, imagine you're on a team. <clears throat> you're on Team Red and Team Blue. You guys have been competing. You've competed against each other six times now over the past year. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> in September, Team Blue drafts Cristiano Ronaldo to their team. Okay. And then your team is still the same. Mm-hmm. And for the next three months, your team gets beat by their team. Mm-hmm. And they end up winning the championship. Yeah. Was Team Blue better or Team Red better? Well, it depends what happened in the first year of us competing in those six matches. Did did we win them all and then lost the rest? You won the first. You won the first six months worth of games against Team Blue. Okay. But then when Team Blue drafted Cristiano Ronaldo, and they they beat you in the last third of the season, and ended up getting a championship. I argue that Team Blue, at that point, became better than Team Red, and. Team Blue. team Blue would have been better at Team Red for the first six months, and then when they changed the team, Team Red would have been the better team from that point on. But what matters more? The end of the year or the first six months? I think what matters is what you make matter. But the way Call of Duty treats their teams is arguably... The end of the year means more. The end of the year means, means more than everything. Mm-hmm. So if Simp comes in at the end of the year and outshines everybody... Mm-hmm. He was the best player in Black Ops 4. I get why people say that. But I didn't see Simp play at the beginning of the year. So, you know, like, it's hard to justify. Like, I understand why people would have picked him. Dashy was very good all year. Yeah. Post, post Maddox nerf, like, didn't matter. Dashi was disgusting the whole time. Who knows what would have happened? We don't know what would have happened if E United came into the Black Ops 4 season with that roster, with Simp and Ibizi both running SOGs at the beginning. We don't know what would have happened. Yeah. He came in, like, one, to a very good team already. 
E United was a notorious second place finisher all year. They they lost to Optic in the Grand Finals at Vegas. They were the second best team there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost the Grand Finals in London against 100 Thieves. And I think that's when Simple's on the team. And then they were in... Uh, they were run, or they came third to vent after or some shit. And then they were uh, champs, champs. Yeah. They became champ, champ, champ. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. But if you're going to base, if, if the question is off the entirety of the year, I base it off the entirety of the year. If you said who's been the best team over the past nine months with red versus blue, and blue won six months. Blue was the better team out of those nine months. They won two-thirds of it. Yeah. That's how my... Like, if the question was, who was the best player at the end of Black Ops 4? Like, when the game is finished, and you look at the game at the end of it, at the end of Call of Duty Champs, you look at competitive Call of Duty at that standpoint, who is the best player currently? It is Simp. Yeah. And it's not close. Well... Um, MVP, when they picked that, was that just for the tournament? Yes. Okay. And it's always on the winning team. Yeah. So Simp could play like an absolute demon, have like a 6.0 KD, but if he comes to second place, then it won't pick him for MVP. They won't pick him for MVP, okay. Which is kind of stupid. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it works. You can even argue that you can't really compare them because they both didn't play the full season. If you compare... If you compare only the period that Simp was competing in, Simp out outshined Dashy. Simple, Simple shined everybody. Yeah, he was the fucking man. Yeah. But that was Optic kind of on a little bit of a downfall. Mm-hmm. Where who know who knows what happens if you run into Vegas but, Optic? They were I mean, fucking crazy. Yeah, well, they also got three chances to beat them too. What do you mean? Like uh, the three months. The three months that uh, Simp competed, they got second place to Optic in Vegas, the first event of the year. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Simp. Simp's three tournaments where he got second and first and first. Second was two hundred thieves, right? Yeah. Okay. And then the previous tournament they won against Gen G, and then hundred the- thieves beat Gen G. No. no, wait. No, E United beat Gen G. E United beat Gen G. That's why they were first and second. Yeah. And then, of course, in the champs, E United beat e United 100 Thieves. Yeah. So, the way I see that is like once Simp came in, Optic was never in the final, which means either at some point they met them or got eliminated by somebody better. Optic ran into 100 Thieves every single time. <laughs> really? Never fucking beat them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They ran 100 Thieves like every fucking time. Could not beat them. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, when we were talking about channels, so like, if the bracket works out and Optic doesn't play 100 Thieves, we're good, baby. <laughs> we have a chance. But, you know. I don't know. I'm just definitely, I'm just one of those, I'm just definitely one of those sticklers that's like, you know, if you, if you weren't awarded, if you weren't awarded MVP at the end of the year and your team didn't get into first, how can you say that you were the best player? Yes, it's like to me, it's how the question. Because, like, because let me say this too: I'm one of those people who I don't consider Cristiano Ronaldo to be the best player in the world because 
you can't, especially with soccer, you can't be a superstar That's and have the, your Portuguese and have that. the rest of the and have the rest of the team not be at the same level or closer to you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those people who would argue that Messi is a better player because he, for soccer, he he actually plays a sport as a team. And like, well, you utilize his teammates in order to get goals. And yeah, maybe he doesn't. I, I argue Messi is better as well. Yeah, because like, if it was an individual sport, then Ronaldo would be the best player in the world. If it was just fucking one v one, he'd be the best player in the world. Well, and that's the other thing too. If you if you look at Call of Duty, you look at how Simp plays the game and how his teammates let him play the game. It's insane. <laughs> He just hit the you door. know like it's a team game so like simp might not be putting up like large objective numbers yeah but that's not what clayster arsties and all the guys want him to do want him to do they want him to go be annoying they want him to go kill everybody make it easy on us yeah so his responsibility to do certain things sometimes would be lower i just think you can't for team sports, MVP cannot be picked just from indiv- in, in individual stats. I agree. It has to also be statistics his are bullshit co- in a team game. Yeah, he also has to. It also has to be his contribution to his team. Yeah, like if he's getting kills, but uh, is getting killed all the time, and so his team keeps losing because they can't hold the objective. Or if he's getting kills where where it doesn't matter. Where it doesn't matter. Like if, if you're playing Hacienda and it's Garage Hill and he's at fences picking up three pieces, you're like, why the fuck are you even there? Yeah, and it's like not time to rotate there yet. Then, like, what's he doing? He's gonna get kills over there. They're gonna spawn closer to the garage. Yeah, you're not fucking helping, bro. Doesn't matter how many kills you have at that point. If the kills you get are meaningless, doesn't matter. So, yeah, I think that's the I think that's the more important thing is that like yeah, well, and- for team based team based sports MVP it just doesn't make any sense if they only look at individual stats. Well, no, but that's what like that's why I give a higher regard for like Dashy for Dylan because they went on to teams that like, I mean Optic came in with the hype and they won the first event. And yeah. Dashy played outstanding, had ridiculous stats, but he also played with Optic and played very well for Optic when they were struggling, when they were doing role changes, when they didn't know what they were doing, they didn't know how to play the game. He was still playing very well. Okay. Throughout that. Simp came into a well-oiled machine and knew exactly what was required of him and played like an absolute monster. And like, you know, if Simp's on my team, I'm not going to fucking tell him to do something different. I'm going to work around it because he's so disgusting. I guess that makes sense because that's almost like drafting an all-star to an all-star team already. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's not like E-United was in the dumps. Like, Reciprocity was in the dumper. When Dylan came in, Resprosky sucked. So you voted Dylan based on his impact to the team upon getting drafted. Who was the best individual performer? Yeah, he, it, like to me, it would be him or Priesta. He wasn't even a fucking option because he came into Hundred Thieves and they went from sucking to back-to-back champions in two months. Yeah, like they sucked when they had Pharaoh on the team. They sucked. They came, like, in the first event, they came top 12. That's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. So, you know, like, 
it is what it is. But Dashy through highs and lows still played very well. Come here, snuggle butt. Come here. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so... I don't think I have any other notes really on my, on my mind. I don't know, was there anything else you were thinking about, or do you want to move on to something else? Um, we talked about Nadeshaw, we talked about Hastro, we talked about all the people leaving Optic, talked about that creepy looking guy. Oh, look at this. From Fox Sports. Uh, new Houston Outlaws owner, Lee uh, Zeban said That's to the guy. Yeah. He bought the United spot. Yeah. New Houston Outlaws owner Lee Zeben set to acquire E United at, and uh, Houston franchise for 2020 Call of Duty League. Yep. Okay. There was rumors that uh, Hector was actually working with that guy. Oh. And that the Houston spot could have ended up with Hector and a new kind of brand. But obviously now we know that ain't happening. Because, yeah. He bought the United spot. Okay. Yeah, so that's the third team. Pro team confirmed. Yeah. Out of 16. We have 16 pro teams. Eight big ones. And only three have confirmed. Or four have confirmed. Because 100 Thieves has confirmed that they are not. Yeah, so three are going to be participating. One's already dropped out. Yeah. So, but four teams of the top eight confirmed dude i might actually get pissed off if fucking if fucking gen g ends up getting a franchise spot hey fuck you buddy they were top two team fucking dropped a fucking goose egg at the champs like were you stoned like what the fuck happened where's that interview i want to see that interview be like yo what the fuck were you guys doing hey shit happens bro sometimes shit happens I guess so. I mean, I just wouldn't expect that from a tier two team. Like, yeah. I, I expect a one loss and be like, fucking snap back, let's get back to work. Or you expect a one loss to be to like 100 Thieves or yeah. Optic. Like, you, you know, when you're, when, when, when you're consistently number two, when that's your team, you should not be losing unless you're playing a top four team. Yeah. Especially with their year, where they were consistently number two, that all year. In my mind, that tells me they're not a very emotional team, like no. they're very organized, focused. They have strategy. Mm -hmm. I would definitely argue that Optic and Hundred Thieves are very emotional teams. Where like if their morale is high, they fucking perform. Once they start losing, they their morale sinks, and then their performance tanks. Yes, they can be very much like that. E United can also be very much like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I really would like to know what that was. Like, was that just fatigue? Were they like over training themselves, or was it just? I don't know. And I think the one of the even crazier things about that, or were result, the or were the amateur teams just that good? I don't think the am teams were just that good. I truly don't know. You would need to talk to one of the guys, but <clears throat> I think one of the. Uh, the crazier things about that is that literally two or three weeks prior, they were the second best team. Yeah. And they and then they 
were the 32nd best team. How do you drop yeah. 30 spots in two weeks? <laughs> yeah, you drop like, 30 spots. With no changes or anything. Nobody made roster changes. No. Aside from like uh, maybe a couple mid-table teams. But like no big players made changes. United was the same team. Optic was the same team. Telling you, it's that altitude fatigue. Yeah, phase and like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. They're both in warm places. One was in Miami, one was LA. Just doesn't make a lot of sense, man. Uh, just a riff on just a riff on some like silliness. Have you been following the uh, Minecraft series that Courage is doing with uh, Syndicate? Yes. It's one of the funniest yes. series I've ever it seen. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. Yeah, these guys are farting each other. Dude, <laughs> the part where, like, Maven is trying to, like, organize his cows, I was fucking dying. So, yeah, Maven uh, has an underground base with... There was, like, fucking 30 cows in there. Yeah, he had 30 cows, 30 cows all fenced in. Yeah. And then... He tried uh, to feed them and, like, breed them. He was constantly feeding them and mating them and breeding them. Yeah. And, uh... He opened the fence. He opened the fence to let all... one out, <laughs> and they all came out. And he's trying to put them back in, but they're all, like... Staring at Jack? They're all staring at Jack, and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And he just went on a massive killing spree. Yeah. And even Jack was like, I'm scared. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, no, that... playing Minecraft is... Yeah. That and like literally the last, the previous fight that they had, the video of the war versus Syndicate begins. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> like Syndicate just kept like sneak attacking Jack. Jack would get pissed off, and he eventually grabbed a bucket of lava uh, yeah. and, and threw it at him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which leads me into a question, man. I don't know when, but I'm convinced. That I can get the trio from PlayStation onto Xbox to possibly start a Minecraft server. Would you be able to get your Xbox, the Xbox duo, duo to join and make a fiver to run a five-man Minecraft series that we play a couple? times a week or once a week or some shit i wouldn't i would be down for like a minecraft monday yeah i'm down to do some shit like that we're like we all just like we start a server obviously you need to talk to your people i'll talk to because here's the thing <laughs> i love we have your people and my one people one of my people is down the other one's gonna need some work but i'm pretty confident i can get it done do you really need we could do Here, before. Yeah, I know, but here's the thing. Like, is he, is he that interested thing. in it, though? Here's the thing. Like, I know... I can sell it to him if we're all there because he wants to do PvP shit, right? Yeah. So what's going to happen is, or what my vision of this is, is all four of us go in. And more than likely, the four of us are going to stick close and then there's gonna be like he's gonna be like the syndicate where he's gonna be like off on his own he's gonna learn start learning how to do shit and then he's gonna attack us <laughs> oh, do you at, think? at some point yeah so it's like we're gonna be playing minecraft the way we would normally just play minecraft yeah with the possibility of getting assassinated 
by somebody who's just roaming around being a snake. An actual like person, Hero Brian, because they have Hero Brian, but Hero Brian is very random, and is I think he's only on PC. So like, actually, to have a player that like could potentially kill you at any more at any moment, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So I think we also mean, we obviously play. We also air, obviously but... play on on hardcore as well, just so like. Just to add the additional risk of like a zombie can fucking kill like you. Like the hard, oh, like hard mode. Hard mode, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're, we're making it difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But like, just seeing all the Minecraft shit that's happening now, because Fortnite is dead. But even a lot of like major Destiny uh, streamers are playing Minecraft right now. Yeah, it's, dude. It's just with all like, if you like, because I was obviously watching, and I'm like, man, Minecraft is so fun. But I've played so much Minecraft. By myself or with like one person yeah that like it kind of loses its appeal it to gets me. dull yeah it gets tedious it where gets if repetitive there's a bunch of us all on the same server at the same time all the time i literally had a server with my buddy and one other guy and there was one day where i just decided i was gonna build a giant penis statue behind <laughs> uh behind one guy's house and yeah. like they were all off like in mines and stuff and i just kept grabbing dirt and kept and made a three-dimensional penis <laughs> behind, behind this guy's house <laughs> and he just comes back what by the uh, way uh circumcised okay yeah for sure yeah yeah you got it he comes back and it's like it's like 16 blocks taller than his house <laughs> so like all you see is just the knob end over his roof <laughs> and he's like what the fuck you do to my house but yeah, I think I set a guy's house on fire once. I could even be the shit disturber. Well, yeah, no, we can all kind of do that shit. Yeah, but in order to sell it to that one mutual friend of ours who's not into it, I feel like it's way easier to sell it that way. If you think you can sell it, do it. I'm just saying. You talk to your. I'll talk to my people, and then we'll talk. Yeah, I'm just we saying. Talk off air. I can definitely get him to join us, and we could definitely. But would you guys be able? To put aside the grind to play Minecraft. I'd hope so. Okay. I'm just saying. Because I mean, like, my thing has always been like, yes, I appreciate the grind, but I will not grind by myself. I need to be playing with a friend. Mm -hmm. I hate playing games by myself now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll have to muffle that. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah, man, I can't play games by myself anymore. No, I can't either. It gets so depressing. Yeah. I have, a, I have one single player game that I play if nobody else is playing. Yeah. Like, I legit have a single player so, game to play. Yeah. To go on a small tangent here. So, the idea that people think that people who game are antisocial, I cannot play games now unless I'm talking to you guys. Because I get bored and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way now. Yeah. As we've gotten older, it's way harder to play just, just to hop on and play. Like, I need need somebody so send that fucking soundbite to your politician who thinks that gamers are fucking loners that sit in their room all day and play play by themselves yeah. they're wrong about that last bit yes <laughs> yeah, we definitely sit in our rooms all day yeah we this, this weekend i my sleep schedule was pretty fucked so i was not like actually mine was okay i was kind of tired and because i didn't do anything besides play games yeah. I felt it in my body. Like, where I was like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. I need to do something. But that also like that never happened when I was younger. It's that's getting older kind of thing. No, and I'm trying to get better at that too, man, because like I've been fucking feeling off lately. So 
lately like what do you mean lately though lately as in the last fucking two years oh jesus <laughs> yeah. that's not lately bro that is a percentage of your life yeah but uh dude that's like two percent of your life or ten percent of your life just under that's like eight percent of your yeah. life dude two whole years jesus i don't yeah. want to know what's going through your mind now you're scaring me oh my my yeah that would have, that would have its own separate fucking episode it'd be a 10-hour episode of just deep diving into matt's mind and you'd just be scared if i told you some of the dreams i've had you'd be like what did you do before you went to bed yeah yeah there's some that are so broken but we're <laughs> like dude i woke up and i was like i need to do some serious changing in my life if these are my dreams yeah like this is fucked yeah dark thoughts dark thoughts dark thoughts dark yeah. scenes dark scenes in my mind that i visually saw and i was like this can't be healthy <laughs> but yeah no i'll be 100 percent down to a minecraft all right well yes i'm saying dude talk to your people i'll talk to my people and then i'll talk to you yeah off air because and then you know minecraft streams are killing it there you go well minecraft has always been consistent i don't know when people thought minecraft fucking died minecraft well no i'm saying like now all like these huge i just know that once they get rid of the mechs these fortnite people are just gonna go back well yeah but then there you go there's a space a void people are gonna be waiting for i would just i would like to see some of the bigger guys who take the balls to be like you know what until you stop until you can guarantee until you can like make a statement that you're not gonna be dropping random shit without consulting your major content creators i wouldn't go back yeah i don't think they're gonna do that though i just hate that it's so blatantly obvious that ea or sorry that epic games you know what dude just blame ea fuck it nobody likes them anyway well i'm just so used to blaming ea that's why <laughs> that came out <laughs> But uh, it's just so blatantly obvious that Fortnite is intentionally adding shit disturbing stuff so that new people can have a chance to win mm -hmm. and to make people, to make your hardcore fan base hate the game, but negative attention is still attention. So now the game has all of these videos on YouTube of like, fuck the max, fuck the max, fuck the max. By the end of the day, they're, yeah, all, they're all Fortnite videos. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that does kind of bother we me. Know, but at the same time, we now live in a society that can stop what? that are the creators. Yeah, we now live in a society where you, if you want to fight back against a decision, you either don't provide them with content, or you it's don't, or you don't give them your money. Yeah, well, and they don't even take money. It's a free game. They stop buying skins, but who's going to do that? Yeah, but like the, this idea of like. And, it, and it's always started with the news like the news is always talking about uh the shit that happens in the world like i guess there was another fucking shooting in texas last week i'm not surprised but like fucking cnn will talk about it for four fucking hours at least they were talking about it the whole time i was with my mom uh yesterday mm -hmm. went to go visit my mom she has she had the tv on in the living room but i wanted to watch uh there was like a Harry Potter uh, series going on mm -hmm. where they're just showing all the movies. So I put CNN in the small uh, TV screen in the kitchen. 
I shit you not, I was there from probably three o'clock. I think I left at eleven. They were talking about the same fucking two things of news. They were talking about the hurricane and they're talking about the shooting. Mm-hmm. That whole fucking time. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So if you just cut that time in half, you dedicated half of the time to a fucking mass murderer. Don't give him any fucking attention. Be like, this happened. We're addressing the situation. Here's the thing, though. Because there's the, some psychopaths out there that think that that's going to be their 15 seconds. Their 15 yeah. seconds of fame. Yeah. Is know. is fucking committing these crimes? But here's the thing. I appreciate that they didn't give out his name, though. So that's How a start. How do you tell a privatized company that's incentivized by profit? not to put out that content even though it's negative that's what's selling they've done the algorithms they've done all this stuff they know what sells is negative news that is why major news networks mainly display negative news well there used to be a time where the news just only told the news but the news decided that they were going to go public and that their income would be earned by ratings Mm mm-hmm and there was literally like a notorious quote from a newscaster that I can't remember who it was, but basically said, so ladies and gentlemen, I got some good news and bad news. Uh, the good news is yesterday we got high ratings. The bad news is we got high ratings. Yeah. Which means now we're only going to talk about the stuff Whatever in the news happened. that it- gives us the highest ratings and not what actually happens. Yep. Yeah. And, but like, you know, going back to how that relates to video games, you're saying like those content creators need to stop putting up shit about the mech. How are you going to tell Jack to not release that clip when that clip of, or that video of him getting pissed off about the mech, I'm pretty sure it's on there. The Rage Quits Fortnite. This one. How many views does it have? 453,000 views. So he monetized that video and it's got 453,000 views. How are you going to tell Jack that he can't make money off of that content? You know, it's. Well, he's going to make money off of it. I appreciate what Jack did here. He, he said, screw this and played one Minecraft video. I, I thought, okay, he's going to play Minecraft for like one or two streams and then bounce back. Yep. But he's been playing it now for almost two weeks straight. Yep. Pretty much exclusively. Yeah. Yeah, no. And like, yeah, power to him. But like, you're not going to tell a content creator, like, it wouldn't make sense for a content creator to not release that content about him getting pissed off about them adding the mech to try to show Epic a point because then he's losing out on money too. Why would he lose out on money when Fortnite's not losing out on money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be there's got to be some give and take and you know as a content creator you're gonna be like yo fuck that dude i'm trying to get mine I'm trying to make make my money but case in point here um let me see here what is these videos because he's got basically the he's got one video related to the mechs he's gotten killed by mechs in other videos but i don't think he's officially... no but i think he was still playing with the assumption that Epic's gonna see through all the content and all the creators how much they dislike it and how broken it actually is and remove it. And I thought, like, even personally, I thought it was gonna be done pretty quickly, but it wasn't. 
Even Tim's video, Courage uh, Rage Quits Fortnite. He's got 200 and some thousand views on that. Yeah. The fifth one in there. Yeah. Well, he's got that one and he's got this one. The mech with no monitor on. I'm surprised that has fucking less viewers. Because that's such an insane video. Of, uh, but it could just be Tim's YouTube audience isn't as large. No, but I'm just saying in comparison to his other videos, like the one. Oh yeah, no, he does have a one forty one forty one. Like that's a pretty viral video to fucking get mech kills without even your monitor. Yeah, on. but it was also a Twitter clip, and I think a lot of people saw it there. And they're oh, like, probably oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, fair point. Because like the the met, the monitor thing actually happens very early on in the video. I actually want to talk about that because that kind of applies to me uh, with my YouTube because like I'm making this montage video and I showed you it. It's good. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. It might be one of the best videos I've made so far. No. Because I've been... Oh, yeah. No. What do you think? That, of that fucking pizza video where you edited in the fucking... <laughs> all that shit. I was dying laughing. That, that's your best clip video. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I haven't seen any of your other like huge videos. I don't know if you've done any like big, big. Uh, YouTube, I'm still learning. Like yeah. I, that's uh, all a learning process. At first, I was just taking my Instagram clips and uploading them there. I don't know if people really watch one minute videos on YouTube. No. Uh, there was one where I uploaded us playing Division for the first time. When I got stuck in the door. Uh, that that clip, yes. But then I also just uh, uploaded the whole stream. Oh yeah, and that got a little bit more views. So I thought, okay, maybe because I know some streamers just basically make their YouTube their stream dump, where they take their whole stream and just dump it on YouTube so that people who missed it can watch it there. Yep. I feel like if your audience is big enough, sure that works, but I can't. I can't As just like someone trying to grow. I can't just to sell four hours of content. In yeah. A video or whatever, four or more. Who knows. So then I was like, okay, well, fuck, maybe I gotta, I gotta try to, because like basically what it looks like now is a lot of these people, a lot of streamers stream and then take chunks of the stream out and make those videos. Yeah, make and those videos. just get those edited. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to complain that fuck, I don't have time to edit it and I can't pay for an editor. Of course, I'm fucking new. Yeah. I'm new to this. I can't pay for a fucking editor. So yes, I got to take my time and make my own videos. Mm -hmm. But like... It's so disappointing that like YouTube has this arbitrary arbitrary 10 minute video duration where if you have a video that's not more than like 10 minutes and 15 seconds you can't monetize it that is fucking because, crap because they didn't want because they can't throw as many mid rolls in it and stuff that they want or whatever no because they don't want the viral hits to make uh, they don't they didn't want any one hit wonders to make fucking money which is stupid end of the day it's eyeballs on your platform what would it fucking matter yeah i don't get that that doesn't make sense to me and like but. that and that can only work for certain content creators because you can't tell me that a music video that's five minutes long cannot be monetized no there's no way there's no way yeah so that that has to be only exclusively that to might be negotiated though because they're big companies yeah because they're bigger bigger brands or bigger names or whatever like you could probably negotiate like i'm sure there's some big content creators like that might make a eight minute video and there's no way that that big content creator is gonna be like there's no fucking way this is not being monetized yeah i just think it's bizarre dude and so like that's why 
I don't know if you've ever really complained about it, but like I've noticed some people's videos, not the bigger streamers, but some of the more in-betweeners or people who take other streamers' clips and re-upload them, mm -hmm. the, what they'll do is they'll title it like, this thing happens. This thing happens in the first, either in the first two minutes of the video or the last, or the last two minutes of the video, and there's just a bunch of fluff in the middle. Yeah, there's just gameplay in the middle or whatever. That's what's become of this like forced uh, time restriction on monetization, is that they're now putting fluff in. Mm -hmm. So like, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that my montage video right now is like nine minutes and ten seconds, and it's hard edited in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Hardly any fluff because yeah. I basically take a music, I basically took a song, and cut clips to follow the beat of the song. Yep. So like every time there, every time like a drum went boom, that's where I wanted to get the shot in. Yep. So like I was trying to sync up my gameplay to the song. Yep. So like there's not that much fluff. And arguably, yes, I get maybe 15 viewers on my video after like three weeks. Yeah. And that's usually where it sits after that. So yeah, I'm not going to make any money on that video. But like, should I as a young content creator be intentionally making all my videos 10 minutes so that in the possibility years down the road that my popularity spikes and all my old videos get watched again. Mm -hmm. Do I have to intentionally make all my videos 10 minutes with the hopes that in the next five years, my popularity booms, my viewership on those old videos boom, and then I make money off it? I mean, imagine a lot of people think like that. I personally don't think like that. Well, I, I, I don't want- You would invest, like the investment of your YouTube should be considered more long-term than short-term right now. I'd rather make a five-minute video that makes that gets more attention than a 10-minute, 15-second video just so I can monetize it. Mm -hmm. so, That's what I'm saying. Like Right now, money isn't the value. Exposure is your yeah. biggest value. So if stuff's not monetized right now, I would not worry about it personally. No, and that's because I think my brain thinks long term growth as opposed to like just short term game. That's pretty much is my decision. Is it like yeah. it's tempting because my video is nine minutes five seconds. I mean, if it was close, I would go over. But I mean, like if you have to add too much bullshit, like then I wouldn't. I just don't see any worth in it. Like I have to add an end screen, which is gonna add twenty seconds. Yeah. And then I'm gonna because now all of my logo stuff is finalized, I can yep. put like a little opening thing, but that is usually like five seconds. So my you video went up fucking... Yeah, so my video is only gonna be like nine minutes thirty seconds. Yeah. Which I think is perfect. Yeah. So Yeah, I would say in between like around the ten minute mark is probably the most ideal up up till about fifteen. Yeah. If you have a video that's longer than that, unless you're like a big name or the thing you're talking about is like a hot to hot topic hot take yeah i would i would assume that youtube views die off a little bit mm -hmm. i'd say like 15 minutes is usually the the benchmark of where people want to be yeah in between 10 and 15. i it's you know what's funny because i had literally like probably five six hours of footage i was like fuck if this thing ends up being like a 30 minute video who's gonna watch it yeah and so that's when i was like you know what let's make it a music video and then from there because basically what i did is i took 
the whole stream from Friday. And picked out your favorite moments and stuff. And uh, the PlayStation recordings that we did on Thursday. Yep. And basically took snippets of all of all of the kills. Yep. So I end up having like a I basically end up having like thirty to forty five minutes of video of just me getting kills. Yep. When I decided to make it into a music video, I now had to take the best four minutes from that forty five. And I think that made it better because like I yep. was rewatching, I'm like, Yeah, that kill was pretty standard delete it i basically kept anything that was like either i got a two-piece or i got a kill that i didn't even think i was ever gonna get yep stuff like that so like i think it'd be good and like i kind of agree with you that like i just want exposure to my channel yes that should so be the i'm not i'm not gonna goal. i'm not gonna intentionally add fluff because that might discourage people from coming to my channel 100 percent. so yeah no, definitely look for looking forward to it, man. Uh, man, all I fucking want is the beta to come out so I can play. Yeah, fucking Call of Duty, man. Well, Trying to play Call of Duty right now is just one. None of my friends want to play it because they're like, it's dead now. But we basically uh, fuck, man. We still have one more. We realistically will have one more podcast before we get exposure to the beta. Yeah. And then it runs from the 11th, right? Or 12th to the 15th. I think it's, and then it takes a break, and then we get it again from, like, the 18th to the 22nd or some shit. Oh, for real? I, I, thought so. it was, I thought it was only from, like, the 11th to the 15th. No, there's two days now. Or two times now, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'll take a look for you, my friend. But, yeah, basically, yeah. I just want this fucking beta to come up, man. I need to play some fucking Call of Duty. Modern Warfare. Beta. Yeah, it doesn't help that I'm on what I'm on. Oh, that's why, because week weekend one is PlayStation Just exclusive. PlayStation, yeah. And then so the next one's everybody. It goes from September twelfth to the thirteenth, PlayStation gets early access. Yeah. And then from the fourteenth to that's the, the weekend. Yeah, from the 14th to the 16th, open beta, PlayStation. Yes. And then weekend two is all platforms from the 19th to the 23rd. It says early access for Xbox and PC, but I'm wondering if we also get that early access. Yeah, because we always had access. We had access from the since the 12th. So I imagine PlayStation users could probably jump in on the 19th and still be able to play. Yeah, so that's, what, Thursday, 19th? Yeah. By the way, this is classic Activision. What? So why so many random exclusivity dates? Well, they're exclusive to PlayStation because Call of Duty is technically exclusive yes, to PlayStation. Yes, I, I understand. Give it, give it to your PlayStation people two days early and then have it open to everybody after. Well, no, that's just PS4. Yeah. We get it a week before. We get it a week before everybody. Yeah. So we get, yeah, September 12th to the 16th. Just us. But wait. So yeah, maybe from the 19th oh, to the 20th. Oh, that's just Xbox PC. So we, yeah, because it says it right there on the left side. Yeah. If you look at the PlayStation one, 
It says we get it from the September 12, 13, and then 14 to 16, and 21 to 23. So then the 19, 20, that's it's just, just Xbox, Xbox PC. PC. So they're probably like they're just they're probably, probably stress testing. Yeah, testing the servers. Okay. Yeah. That's still not bad. We get we get a lot more time than they do. Yeah. Xbox and PC get it for four days. We get it for fucking whatever that is. One, two, two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, and they get it for four. Yeah. So we get double the amount of time. Well, actually, speaking of associates, I'm pretty sure my associate is getting it on PlayStation. For real? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'd, I don't really think it matters this year, does it? Because if we could technically still play together, we would just have to be in game chat. Either game chat or we go all Discord hop on on Discord. Yeah. It'd be more convenient if we are all just on the same console. Yeah, it'd definitely be easier. But, but I mean, he now knows like we're not going anywhere. That's where we're going to be. Yeah, definitely not this year. No, yeah, we don't know what the future's gonna hold. Dude, we don't even know what this year's gonna be like. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should title. I think we should title this podcast "What Is Gonna Happen." Yeah, Trent <laughs> is scared. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much a wrap. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else much to say other otherwise. Uh, yeah, you know. Thank you guys for thank you guys for stopping by. Uh we'll have another podcast out next week. Uh hopefully we get some more news on uh Call of Duty Call of Duty Esports. Maybe they'll announce the rest of the teams. Because right now we only have When was the last day? Dude, don't they have to sign players by September third? Wasn't that date you read me last time? Yeah. That's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. They're obviously not gonna meet that. I never understood why you have to assign all your people before your game is even released. That scares me even more. That we're this close to the date when stuff's supposed to be finalized and we have information of not even half yeah. of what is to be expected. Yeah, I think the dates that were on that Reddit post we're just going to have to ignore. We're only, I think the most important thing was like the actual like content on like how it was going to run. Like the dates, I yeah. think they but they had to have been arbitrary because like you can't you can't tell me now that in the next day they're gonna announce the other two teams and that all those teams are gonna have players drafted. Well, players can be signed under the radar without our knowledge. Yeah, players could be signed with orgs right now that we don't know about. That the information hasn't been released because the team has not yet found a place where the team is gonna compete. But yeah, you could assume. That like since Houston picked up EU, that all those players that were on the EU team are going to be on that team. They need subs too, though, right? But they need two more people. Yeah, because you need minimum seven. Oh fuck, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I but, thought I was fucking going bald before. Yeah, I'm not even involved in this shit. Stresses me out. I don't know. Let's give it a week and uh, see if we get any more updates, and then maybe we'll be just slightly less terrified yeah. and i think i'm still gonna be terrified oh, I'm anyways terrified. i'm terrified but uh and yeah. we'll holler back at you so until then yeah uh keep up with us on uh twitter and instagram it's all random nades uh random nades pod on twitter random nades on instagram or random nades pod on instagram too i think right Either way, it's all gonna be. It's either <laughs> it's gonna, random nades or random nades pod. Either way, it's all linked up there. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for stopping by. And until then, 
We'll see you on the next episode of the Renanese podcast. Boom. See ya.